Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to my podcast, 24's Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Thought I would play Conor McGregor's walkout song, not in anticipation of his victory, imminent victory over Donald Cowboy Cerrone, but his inevitable victory. Did you see the fight last night? It was 40 seconds. He broke his nose with a shoulder roll. I'll talk a little bit more about Conor McGregor later on. Also, obviously today is going to be the AFC, the NFC championship games. We're going to be talking a whole bunch about football, not just AFC and NFC. But I've been gone for so damn long. I mean, I've been gone for three days, right? I mean, I, let, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. I'll, I'll explain in a couple seconds. Let me get through the damn introduction. We're going to be talking about Jason Garrett, right? The hiring, him him being hired to the New York Giants. We'll be talking about the UFC, a little bit of the UFC. I don't cover the UFC that much. We'll talk a little bit about it. I'm not an expert. I don't even pretend like I, I know anything about the UFC, but we'll talk a little bit about the UFC. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and some other stuff. And much, much more, by the way, right here. By the way, hold on, pause it, pause the music. Let me explain something. Uh, I, I don't like to take long breaks. I don't like to, sh- you know, I don't like to leave the podcast for more than a day, two days, something like that. Uh, I'm gonna have to leave the podcast for more than two days next week. Uh, I, I have my great aunt's funeral. I'm leaving town. I'm out of town. I'm not going to pack up my gear and record podcasts. I, I kind of just want to be focused on, on, uh, on her passing and honor her memory and stuff like that. So that's that's gonna happen next week. I won't be recording anything. Um, I think I'm I'm gonna leave town Thursday. I'm gonna fly out to Texas, and pretty much until Monday, you won't hear from me. So from Thursday, so pretty much an even longer hiatus. It it kind of worked out today. It kind of worked out, kind of because it may, kind of worked out in the sense of like you. I I took three days off. I took three days off. It was my fault. I wanted to record this podcast yesterday or Friday. It didn't happen. And then I was going to take Saturday off. I was going to I was going to do this on Friday. And then I was like, you know what? I'm playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's already too late. Let me do it Saturday. I waited all day Saturday. I was I was watching the fight. I was excited. Conor McGregor won it. I was recording the podcast during the fight. Do you want to know what happened during the podcast? Do you want to know what happened? It was god awful. It was terrible. It was a nightmare. It was a travesty. I, li- I I cannot believe that I recorded that. I, I have over 200 podcasts recorded, most of some of which, not most, but some of which you'll never hear. I have like 80 podcasts that aren't recorded. You'll never hear those 80 podcasts because that was when I was trying to figure some stuff out. I still am, but it was even god. It was worse when I first started to try. Trust me, you don't want to listen to those 80 podcasts that are recorded. That last, and technically I recorded it at 11 o'clock, so technically it was this morning. This morning, one of the worst podcasts I've recorded in almost a hundred and something podcasts. There is no euphemism. There is no hyperbole. It's not satire. I am being legitimately truthful and honest. There's no figure. I am being literal. It was one of the worst podcasts I've ever recorded. I will not put that on the internet. I have a standard. So that's why in the past couple of days, there, there wasn't a podcast because I, I delayed it on Friday. I was going to do it on Saturday. Saturday was god-awful. Now we're here on Sunday. I'm literally recording this during the uh, the AFC versus the NF, not the AFC versus the NFC, versus the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Titans right now. And uh, yeah, I, 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 by the way, 
the game just got started. I don't have the live score. I don't have any of that stuff. We'll be talking about Kansas City and the Houston, not the Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans in the next podcast. But on this podcast, we'll be focusing on uh, on some Hall of Fame stuff, some NFL stuff, stuff that I just mentioned, right? All of that and much, much more, ladies and gentlemen, right here on 24th Podcast. What? 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 My voice cracked. 24th Podcast. There you go. Rapping about blunts and broads, kits and bras, menage a trois, sex and expensive cars, I still leave you on the pavement, condo paid for, uh-huh. no car payment, uh-huh. at my arraignment, no for the plaintiff, the daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement, face it, not guilty, that's how I stay still, richer than richer, so you niggas come and get, come on. I will say this, I will say this, sir. over the last couple of podcasts, my intros have been getting so much better. They have been get, I mean, I mean, g- give me credit for that, right? I mean, I, I listened back on the Thursday podcast. I was like, damn, I nailed that intro. Today, I'm going to look back on this podcast. I'm going to be like, damn, I nailed that intro too. I do. I do. All, I mean, I mean, I'm like, I'm shooting two for two right now when it comes to intros. Perfect execution. Perfect muting of the mic. Perfect entrance to the song. Perfect song selection. I mean, come on. Come on. The foggy do hypnotize V-I-G-G-I-E. The N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just laid out slow. Come on now. All right. <clears throat> Let's get on some uh, some UFC stuff first. And foremost. Oh, yeah. By the way, I started off uh, technically this morning's podcast by talking about the NBA. And literally that's when... Hold on. Let me plug in my, my, my freaking... My computer recharger. Hopefully the microphone doesn't become unplugged. There you go. Okay. So... This morning I was watching, uh, technically it was last night, it's also why I took so long to record the podcast, because I was watching the game and I was waiting for the UFC. The U- why does it take so long for the damn UFC to have their damn fights? Literally I was waiting until 11 o'clock to watch Conor McGregor beat Cowboy Cerrone. And, it, and by the way, Cowboy Cerrone, everybody's going to give this guy shit for losing that fight so quickly. Like, he's one of the best fighters I've ever seen. I saw, I've seen some of his more recent fights because, you know, I've, I've started to follow the UFC a little bit. I'm not, like, I'm not in the UFC like I am in football. But I started to look at some of the UFC stuff just a little bit. And I watched Donald fight, not Connor, but a couple of his other fights. And I, he's, he's a pretty damn good fighter. I think he has, like, 20 fights in the last, like, five, six years. Like, that's, that's insane how many fights he has. But I was watching him. I'm happy for him because he got paid. I, you know how I am. I love it whenever our athletes get paid. Especially when when it comes to the fight game, when it comes to the UFC and stuff like that, when guys have to literally sacrifice their bodies, their minds, their spirits, stuff like that, they have to go in and they have to they have to sacrifice a lot of who they are to get into that octagon, to get into that boxing ring, to get into whatever arena that they have to get into to fight, and then sometimes they don't leave the arena, they don't leave the stadium. In fact, a lot of the times they don't leave the same. Uh, they don't leave the arena and the stadium and the boxing ring and the octagon the same way that they went into it. So I'm happy he got paid. I'm happy. Like it was a great, it, it was a great fight for Connor. Uh, Cow, Cowboy, he's he's still one of my favorite fighters. He's still one of my favorite fighters, even though he did lose. And even though I said it was inevitable, I thought. Listen, I thought it would have gone on a lot longer. I I thought the fight would have gone on a lot longer. But I didn't. I didn't expect that shoulder roll. I've never seen that before in my entire life. I've never. If you if you didn't watch the fight, Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone were in the clinch. They were you know they were grabbing onto each other, but they were standing up. And when they were in the clinch, Conor 
had these perfectly timed left shoulders and I saw it I saw it I saw him setting these shoulders up and I'm like he practiced this thousands of times like I like I I can't like sometimes Conor McGregor as a fighter shocks me when I watch him fight sometimes because everybody says all he has is this left hand but I like the Aldo fight when he when when he practiced that counter punch and he's he's one of my favorite fighters to watch when it comes to counter punching, uh, Ro, Rose and striking of course Rose Namajunas I can't say Rose's last name Rose Namajunas or Yos, Ro, Thug Rose that's what people call her she's one of my favorite strikers to watch because of how sweet she moves around the octagon but Connor he's one of my favorite counter punches counter punchers excuse me in the UFC and what he did last night to Donald Cerrone like that's at 170 goodness gracious man that's that that's very very impressive to say the least anyways i was before i went into i i can't help talking about conor mcgregor i'm such a huge conor mcgregor fan i mean i've had to be very very quiet about it specifically because of some of the more recent stuff that he had to do but i was watching and i didn't cover the ufc at all, but I was watching a lot of his press conferences, I was watching a lot of his interviews, I was watching his, his discourse with Donald Cerrone, and everybody was like, oh, Connor's fake, he's fake, and fake, it's like, that's who he is, that's the guy, you know, some people are like, well, he doesn't talk shit, and he talks shit, hold on, where's that clip, where's, where's some post-fight, let me, let me pull up post-fight Connor McGregor, I gotta, I gotta look, it's, it was literally 10 times as long as the fight, but he has this one moment here, he has this one moment, let me go ahead and find it. By the way, I was watching. I, I was watching and wait, waiting. Excuse me for the UFC post fight. I was waiting for uh, for you know the fo- the post fight interview. Joe Rogan, Conor McGregor. Literally, I watched it when it had like four thousand views on YouTube, and now it has over eight million. Here it is. Here it is. So this is like a little. So Joe and. I don't want to take this out of context. I don't want to. I don't want this. To, I, I don't want this short clip to be taken out of context, and people are going to say, "Well, well, you know, what are you saying? Conor McGregor was talking shit for four minutes straight." No, he he congratulated Donald. He was talking about you know his his long-awaited return to the octagon. It was a great interview. Listen to the entire fucking thing. But he says something very very interesting. He says something very. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me find it. Let me try and find the shot where he's talking about the shot. Here we go. Here's where he's talking about the shoulder roll. This is this is Conor McGregor talking about his shoulder roll, and then we'll talk about him uh, calling out uh, a, a lot of people, random people. He's just generalizing here. Here he is. Hold on. Okay, my bad. Here we go. Appreciate it greatly. Conor, take a look at the big screen and enjoy your handiwork. This beautiful head kick that you set up. Just absolutely perfect. Right on the jaw here. This is the beginning. This is the beginning for the very first part of the fight where you show the shoulder hits. Boom. I knew he wasn't expecting that little level change. Little level bang walking into it. So I know he's sure. He wasn't expecting that. And when, I, when we separated, I saw the blood in his eye. And there's the head and the into the cheek. Beautiful. I'm so happy. So, like I said, who's going up and down divisions and stopping people like that with knockout victories? You know what I mean? I'll give it a technical knockout, all right? But, uh, you know what I mean? I'm very proud of that accomplishment. The UFC, they can strip fires and give to other fires, make believe belts to, in order to replicate my champ champ status, but they can't give knockout victories across multiple weight divisions. So there, there you go again. Ed 
Let's make name in history one more time for the Irish people, for me man back home. And look at the good smile coming out of the win. Thank you. Sorry that I paused it a little bit too too quickly, but fuck, I, I completely forgot about it. It wasn't the shoulder roll that that knocked out Donald Cerrone. It was Connor. He had this uh, this roundhouse kick. It was so fucking accurate too. I watched it. I they showed it on the monitor. The, not the they showed it. I think uh, post fight press. You won't be able to see it like on on his post fight interview unless you have it on like some weird YouTube channel or whatever because the UFC they didn't show the post fight like they like literally as soon as they started to show the highlights like uh, as soon as they started to show Connor going into that kick they like cut to some footage of him of, of like the post fight of him like uh embracing Donald Cerrone and hugging him and and congratulating him and stuff like that they didn't show the actual fight which i mean the UFC they're pretty sticky about that I, I don't know, but Connor, what he did last night, on top of rolling the shoulder and breaking Donald Cerrone's nose, what he also did was he had this sweet head kick where he slipped Donald Cerrone's uh, guard, and the interesting thing about it is Cerrone hit him with this kick, and it, and it was Cerrone hit McGregor with this kick, and he just bounced. He he just defended it so beautifully. He he Cerrone tried to go for the head kick just like McGregor did, but McGregor slipped the guard. He he went high. He went above the guard. He was able to kick him right in his freaking chin. It was so sweet. It was such a sweet move by Conor McGregor. I it was it was it was a short fight, but it was. It was so sweet. But here, here's Conor McGregor calling out a bunch of people. I don't believe I'm there yet, though. You know, I've just got work to do to get back to where I was. So I'm going to party tonight, celebrate, spend time with me family, and then get back in the gym and train. And any one of these little melty fools can get it. Even that little fool at the desk. All of them, every single one of them can get a does not matter. I'm back and I'm ready. Look at that fool in his blade in the house coat. They're stupid, tick. Congratulations, sir, on a spectacular return. It was an honor to call your fight. Conor McGregor! And what an embrace there with D. Devlin. Oh, I, I, I fucking love that guy. Listen, I don't drink alcohol. If I drank alcohol, I would be I, I, I would be drunk on the proper 12, the proper number 12, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be having a, a huge bottle of some Irish whiskey. But I'm not a drinker. In fact, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Is it alcohol or is it out? Al- a lot of people say I say alcohol incorrectly. I don't hear it whenever they say alcohol or alcohol. I don't. I don't hear the difference. Jesus Christ! I don't know if we'll be covering any more of the UFC again. I don't know anything about the UFC, but I saw that fight last night and I was like, holy shit! I gotta talk about. It. And then on top of that, I'm a I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I love Conor McGregor. But he, you know, he's been, uh, he, he's, he's had some issues, some issues I can't defend, but again, I saw how he was this, I saw his press conference with Donald Cerrone and the disc, like that was one of my favorite dis uh, not discourses. That was one of my favorite press conferences he's had, or they were just talking to one another. They were chit chatting, you know, Donald 
showed respect to Conor. Conor showed respect. It wasn't the traditional Conor McGregor, you know, the shit talking, the, you know, uh, what, what what was it? I don't know any of his insults. Like, it's it's weird. It's like I've seen all of his press conference highlights like dozens of times, but I just, I cannot remember what he said insult-wise. But he didn't insult Donald, and, you know, it was a it was a great fight uh, for Ash. <laughs> For as how short it was, and you know Conor McGregor and Donald Ch- uh, Cerrone, they deserve uh, everything that's everything positive that's going to happen to them in the next year. I can't, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what both of those guys are going to do. Not just, obviously, not just Conor, but also Donald Cerrone as well. Okay, so moving on, some NBA stuff. So this morning. One of the things that got me so off-kiltered, so just off-base, and one of the reasons why I was like, I am not uploading that podcast to the internet. I do not want that to ever... You know, sometimes you, can, you, can, you can't really control what you can and cannot put on the internet sometimes when you're, like, years down the road. This is one of those things that I can control. I'm like, uh-uh, I am not literally in my folder right now. I have... I, it's not numbered. I have... How I know I have 220-something podcasts is because they're all numbered. I did not number this podcast. I titled this podcast the worst podcast I've ever recorded. It's not going to ever, ever be released on the internet. But the main thing that <laughs> the main thing that uh, that caused that podcast to be so bad was when I was trying to cover the NBA. So, you know what? Let's try and do it again. Hopefully this podcast I can release to the internet and hopefully... You get to listen to it instead of it just being archived on my computer and to never see the light of day ever again. So I was talking about the Los Angeles Lakers against the Houston Rockets. Does anyone think that the Houston Rockets have a shot? Anyone? Does anyone think that the Houston... They don't have a shot in hell to go anywhere outside of the West. I mean, they think think about it like this. Think about it like this. The Lakers, they beat them by, tw- uh, by 10 points... And they didn't even have, Ant- uh, I was about to say Antonio Brown. They didn't even have Anthony Davis. By 10 points, they beat. They were beating them handedly. And the thing is, the Lakers, they were down by like 10 points, a couple of minutes left in the, in, the, in the second quarter. And then once the second quarter rolled around, they were down by like six points. And I'm watching LeBron James, you know, walk to the side, not, not to the sideline, but to the locker room. And he, he, was, he wasn't worried at all. It's like James Harden and Russell Westbrook both had like 70 points, I think, in that game. And I'm watching LeBron, and he's just, he's cavalier. He's like, yeah, all right, you know, we're down by like six points. Like, all right. You know, two of the best scorers in the league. It's like, all right. I got the highlights here. I won't I won't play the highlights, but I'm, I'm watching the highlights right now. But I'm like, how, how many points? So it was like, it was 42 Eight minutes left in the second. 42-33. to 33. Down by nine. LeBron, being LeBron, scores. Then it's 38-44. Seven minutes left. James Harden with a nice floater. 65-56. 21 seconds left. Danny Green hits a three. So now they're down, excuse me, by like six points, I think. Third quarter. It's LeBron James. It's JaVale McGee, excuse me. JaVale got the rebound. How did they lose this basketball game? I did see the box score, by the way. It was like, it was like, um, it was like nobody for, I'm trying to think, the Houston Rockets. Nobody for the Houston Rockets had 20 points, I think, besides James Harden and Russell Westbrook. 
I think maybe one more person may have had 20 points, but it was like the starters, they didn't have 20 points, which that's bad, by the way, if you don't know basketball statistics. But, um, I mean, it was like nine points. It was they, they didn't even break double digits, man. Not a lot of defense is being played either. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, Russell Brestbrook, he got it back. 76, 73, a lot of cross. Oh yeah, they're not playing defense. The Rockets, they're not playing defense. I'm like, how did they? I'm like, how did they lose this game by so much? I'm like, oh, it's because the Rockets aren't playing defense. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're just letting people drive in and they're kicking it out, and they're freaking doing these cross court passes because nobody's getting back on defense. At least that's what I'm watching during the third quarter. I mean, they've had at least. Five to ten points just off of cross-court passes this quarter alone. Let me see this possession. Rajon Rondo. Wide open. Wide, I'm like, wide open three. Yep, just deep. I, I'm done. I'm watch, I'm done watching this game. Because the, the Lakers, it's like just defensive breakdown after defensive breakdown after defensive breakdown. That's just It's just bad basketball what I'm watching. But I'm like, this is the team that everybody's been been hyping up. Everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. They're going to win the NBA championship. Oh my God, I can't believe they're going to win the NBA championship. They're going to win the NBA finals. Uh, are you sure about that? Doesn't really look like it to me. Oh yeah, oh my God. I think that was Rajon Rondo. Yeah, that was Rajon Rondo or Contavious Caldwell Pope. Who is that guy? Let me unmute this. Hold on. Let me turn on my... Hold on. Who is that? Yep, Caldwell Pope. Just pretty much just freaking posterize uh, Clint Capella. Or whatever the big man's name is. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then the Lakers, they, they just don't play defense either. Because it's like, why would we want to play defense? We're up by 20 points. Like... Who cares? How did, how many points did they score? It's 88 to 102, 8 minutes, 20-something seconds left. And I think the Lakers, within the next 8 minutes, are going to give up 30-plus points. Like an insane amount of points. 114, 110, 107, 114, 2 minutes, 58, 122. Yeah, okay. 124, 115 was the final score. Why do people think that the Rockets can beat any team in the West? Like, I get I, I get it. I get it, right? Oh, yeah, by the way, it was literally only James Harden and Russell Westbrook that had over 20 points. Eric Gordon had 13, and Daniel House had 10. My bad. There were people that had double digits when it came to scoring. Excuse me. But how do... Yeah, Clint Capella, he's the center. How do people think that the Rockets are going to beat anyone in the West? They don't play defense. They don't play defense. Some people are going to say, well, the Lakers, they don't play defense. It's like, yeah, they don't play defense because they didn't play defense at the end of the game specifically. But then on top of that, you got to remember Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, man, he's coming back. He's going to be a strong contender for this football team. My brain is on football. My mind should be on basketball. Basketball team, sorry. People are in trouble, man, because the Lakers, they are... They are stupidly good, and I don't. I don't see the whole the whole Bucks. You know, I don't. I don't get Bucks. I don't get the Bucks at all. 
I don't get the 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 Milwaukee Bucks. I don't get Giannis Anacumpo, whatever the hell his last name is. I don't get them at all. I know they're thirty eight and six. I don't care. I don't get that basketball team because if that basketball team plays up against these Lakers, they're done. Because what's going to happen is what, what what the Lakers are going to do, they're going to put LeBron on the floor, Anthony Davis, and they're going to put JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard on the floor, and they're just going to not let Giannis Antetokounmpo beat them. It's just that simple. What is Giannis Antetokounmpo going to do? On, what what the hell is his last name? I feel like I'm an, I'm an asshole by not saying his, his last name correctly. I can't say. He has like five syllables in his last name. What the hell is his last name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm just going to call him Giannis. I get why people call him the Greek freak. It's easier than saying Giannis Antetokounmpo. I have to freaking pause to say his, to enunciate his full freaking name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. God damn it. Nobody in the East is beating the West this year. It's going to be a West. It's how many, how many years has the West been winning it? How many? Cleveland won it one year. Oh no, the, the West has been winning it. The, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me look up NBA NBA champions. Let me look it up. Oh, the Raptors they won it last year as well. But that was eh, eh. but that's like a they they didn't beat they didn't beat the full strength Warriors though that's an asterisk right I can put an asterisk on that championship I know, I know people love I, I I know people love it that they beat the Lakers but it's like come on not the Lakers the the Warriors but it's they beat the Warriors when the Warriors didn't have anybody besides I mean Steph Curry I think was even hurt too so it was the Raptors then the Warriors the Warriors the uh, the Cavaliers the Warriors, then Spurs, and the Heat twice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty dominant scene by the West. Well, actually, for the last eight years, it's been split: Toronto, Cleveland, Miami Heat twice, and then Golden State three times, and then the Spurs one time. So it's been. It's actually been split, but it feels like the West has just been dominating. Like again, I, I even have to like. I gotta say it. Like if the if the Raptors. If not, not the Raptors. If the Warriors had KD, it's over. They're not beating the like the Raptors are not beating the Warriors. If they had Klay Thompson, God help them. They're probably not beating the Warriors. Like, I, I, I just don't see it, man. Anyways, hold on. Anything else about the bas- about the basketball about basketball that I could cover right now? I mean, I guess I could cover the teams that suck and that the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. I, I mean, check this out. This is this is the top five teams in the East. The Bucks, the Heat, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Pacers. The Pacers are the fifth seed. I don't even know who the hell is on the Pacers. I think Victor Oladipo and one other guy. But the 76ers are the sixth seed, and the, Ma- and the Magic, excuse me, are in the playoffs with a losing record. And then it's the Nets with another losing record. That's how bad the East is. They got two teams in the playoffs with a losing record. The Magic and the Nets. Oh, my God. 
So the Heat, who, who do the Heat have besides Jimmy? I think they got, uh, I, I, I think they got Olenek. I don't know who the hell the Heat has. The Raptors, they don't have Kawhi. They're the third seed. The Raptors are the third seed, and they got nobody. They don't got a DeMar DeRozan. He's in San Antonio. They only got a Kyle Lowry. Who the hell do they got? The Celtics, they, they're they loaded, right? They're loaded. But it's, I, I, I don't see the Pacers. I don't see the Raptors. I, I don't see the Raptors. I don't see the 76ers. The 70, you know what? The 76ers have the best shot at beating the Lakers because of how much talent they got. They got Al Horford. They got Ben Simmons. They got Joel Embiid. They got a lot of dudes in Philadelphia for the 76ers, but it's like they lost to the Bucks last year or they lost to the Raptors. I can't remember who they lost to last year, but they lost to somebody last year. They should have beaten. Jesus Christ, I don't see anybody coming out of the East beating beating anybody coming out of the West. You got the Lakers 1, Nuggets 2, Clippers 3, Jazz 4, 5 is the Mavericks, Rockets are 6, 7 are the Thunder, 8 are the Grizzlies. You can maybe get away with beating the Thunder and the Grizzlies. Maybe. Probably, actually. But I give the Rockets a chance. They they don't got a shot against any of the West teams, but I get them a shot against some Eastern teams. Lakers, they're pretty much taking over. They're, they're beating everybody. I don't I don't like the Nuggets at all. Or the Jazz. Clippers and Magic. Not Magic, excuse me. Clippers and Mavericks. I think those are kind of the dark horse when it comes to the NBA Finals. But beyond that, I don't... I mean, my Spurs are out of the playoffs right now. The San Antonio Spurs, right now, they they still got a shot, but it's 17-23. This could be Bill, not Bill, Greg Popovich's first losing season where he doesn't make the damn playoffs in almost 20 years. I got to root for somebody. That's why I'm rooting hard for Conor McGregor to win all of his fights this year. That's why I'm rooting for LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers to win the championship this year. Because all my damn teams are losing. The Dallas Cowboys, they, they're not in the playoffs. They should be in the NFC Championship game. They should be playing at 5 o'clock today. They aren't playing today. The Spurs are, are, are probably going to miss the playoffs. Why do all my teams got to lose? God damn. I, I, all my damn teams are losing. I wanted to root for Seth Curry. I'm a huge Seth Curry fan, by the way. I'm, you know, it seems weird that I'm a Spurs fan and I'm and I'm rooting for. I like Steph Curry. I root for the little, little guys. I'm five foot seven, 140. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I went for a run a day, did some hills. You know, oh, pause, pause on this. You know, it's weird. I went for a run a day. I'm like ten pounds overweight. I got to get my weight down. So I'm like, let me go back. Let me start exercising again. I went in. And, you know, to the track, it was like 40-something degrees outside. It was windy, so it was probably like 30-something. I was like, man, this is hard. Then my heart's just, it was, for the first time in my life, I know what it feels like to have a weak heart. Because I'm like, my heart, it it couldn't take it. I was huffing and puffing. I was, I was freaking spitting up, spitting up spit, spitting up mucus. I was like, I was having to spit a whole lot. I was coughing after. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm like, I got to get my ass back in shape. I got six months till summertime. Then sun's out, gun's out. 
140 something pounds. Listen, I look damn good at 140. I look I look like a young Conor McGregor at 145 pounds. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I root for the little guys. So I, I like Stephen Curry. He's he's a small guy, and everybody everybody likes to talk shit about him. Like, oh my god, he's ruining basketball. He's he is exposing how absolutely useless the center position was for like twenty years. Literally, the center position couldn't dribble. They couldn't shoot. All they had, like, literally, it's like watching offensive linemen, like watching centers play basketball. Like, some people are like, oh, my God, basketball was so much better in the 80s and the 90s. And it's like, no, it wasn't. I was like, imagine imagine if Magic Johnson had LeBron James's athleticism and had his ability to shoot. Oh, my God, Magic Johnson would be so much better as a basketball player. Same thing goes with Larry Bird. I know Larry Bird was kind of, was a shooter and stuff like that, but imagine if like he was as jacked as LeBron and he could do the LeBron type of stuff. The NBA is so much better today. I can't watch centers play. I cannot watch center play. It sucks. It's boring. It's terrible. Like it completely takes away from one of the best things about basketball, and that's ball movement. You just toss the ball to the center. Center, excuse me. You run some variation of the triangle offense, and boom, you get two points. It's it's boring. I hate it. It's disgusting. It's why I love Golden State because they're flashy, they're dynamic. It's like fireworks instead of uh, in, instead of uh, instead of like uh, watching paint dry. You know, would you rather go outside and watch the fireworks or watch paint dry? Because that's what happens when I watch center centers play basketball. It's like watching paint dry. I fall asleep. Like, oh my god, can we can can we have something else besides just you know just another just dominant possession by uh, by a, by by the guy who's bigger than the other guy? Jesus Christ. No ball movement, no, no, no intelligent basketball play. Just, uh, you know, just get get out of my way. I want to, I want to pass that. I, I want to freaking slam the basketball into the hoop or whatever. I don't know. God, I hate center play. I'm so happy that the, and, and Steph Curry just absolutely killed the center position. He's like, no, we don't need a center. All you got to do is have somebody who can guard a center, which usually you can have somebody who's a little bit undersized, i.e. a Draymond Green, and you can just stick him on the center, and he's pretty feisty enough. He's going to stop He's gonna stop the center from having possession. Not possession, but he's going to guard the center pretty well. And then on top of that, on the other side of the basketball court, you're going to have Steph Curry, you're going to have Klay Thompson raining down threes like the United States rained down atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Jesus Christ. NBA is so boring now. They only shoot threes. How did it take so long for people to realize, like, oh, my God, three is more than two. Oh, my God, who would have thought that? Like, whenever people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that if you shoot more threes, you'll have a higher probability of making. This is why you need analytics, by the way, for everybody who's like, we got to get game tape. Game tape's the most important thing about sports. It's like it took people literally like 30 to 40 years to figure out that three is more than two. I don't know, maybe check the analytics on that one. Oh my god, you know, maybe if we shoot more threes, we'll make more threes. Three is bigger than two. Da 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 da. Like I Gosh, I, I I hate some of the old heads in basketball. They they absolutely ruin the sport. Why are you gonna complain about the sport and be in the sport? It doesn't it seems oxymoronic and it seems like people make a living just off of complaining. It's like 
can you at least enjoy the sport? Can you can you enjoy it for like five seconds so that way I can enjoy it? Because I have to watch you on television because you are the only people that broadcast the game. I literally can't find the non-casted version of this basketball game. And trust me, if I did, I would not be watching this ridiculousness unfold right in front of my eyes because watching this basketball game while you're casting is easily one of the worst experiences I've ever had to experience in my entire life. Jesus Christ. What the heck is this? Watching this, you know, I'm I'm start I started to get into oh god, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> I started to get into uh Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So I'm watching this uh what is it? What am I watching right now? I'm watching all of these. Oh, that is horrifying. <laughs> I'm watching all of the. I'm watching this video game where all of the characters confuse and stuff like that, and they just showed uh, Goku and the, uh, the the God of Death, or the, it was the cat. They showed them fusing. It was literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was horrifying to say, to say the least. <laughs> One of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh my god, Cell and Frieza is even worse. He looks like a freaking condom. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? What am I watching? Oh my goodness. Majin Buu and someone else. That, that looks pretty cool. Alright. They're gonna show Frieza and Cell, or Frieza and Cooler. Freeze, or whatever it's called. Oh, that's cool. Frieza and Cooler, that's cool, I guess. Sorry. Anyways, moving on. What else do I have to talk about? Jesus Christ, I got so off track with that freaking basketball. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Drew Pearson getting snubbed by uh, by the NFL. Because that's you know that's the topic that everybody wants to just you know just sweep under the rug. Drew Pearson got one hundred percent snubbed from the Hall of Fame. Now, if you look at his numbers and you look at some of the other dudes' numbers, his numbers are going to be really really bad. What the fuck? They showed Goku and Frieza freeze, or not freeze, excuse me, fuse. It was so, it, it, like, Goku was naked. What? That was disgusting. What? What is this video game? It is horrifying. Sorry. Um, what, what the hell was I? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Drew Pearson getting snuffed from the Hall of Fame. Again, by the way. Which, whenever I, like, whenever I watch, or not even watch, but whenever I, like, cover some of the players, I'm like, there's no way, not even some of the players, but some of the, like, some of the dudes that are in the Hall of Fame, like I didn't know Jimmy Johnson wasn't in the Hall of Fame. I thought that he was already in the Hall of Fame. Not Drew Pearson. I think I said Drew Pearson. I meant to say Jimmy Johnson. When I thought when when I heard Jimmy Johnson was getting elected into the Hall of Fame, I was like, isn't he already in the Hall of Fame? It's like, nope. He's not in the he's not in the Hall of Fame. When I heard Drew Pearson was trying to get into the Hall of Fame, I'm like, why is he not on? Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Doesn't some of this stuff seem like a layup to you? Like, oh my God, like Drew Pearson. Yes, he was a part of that that dynasty with Tom Landry and Roger Staubach and and uh, and Tony Dorsett. It, I mean, he he was one of the greatest Dallas Cowboys wide receivers of all time. You know, why not induct him into the Hall of Fame? And his numbers aren't going to be very great. You know that, and I feel like people have to constantly be reminded of that because they're like, well, his numbers aren't very good. Very good. But then you remember that he had Tony Dorsett and he was playing in a running league. They didn't start passing the ball until like 2000. 
like really start passing the football. And he had, a, he had, I think 1000 yard. What the heck? What is this? He had like 1000 yard. What is this? Oh, okay. For some weird reason, I, I like subscribe to like a Bill Withers YouTube channel. I don't know why. Anyways, he had 1000 yard wide receipt. He had 1000 yard receiving year. Excuse me. Sorry that that took so long to say, which is great for a wide receiver on top of all that he did when he was in the NFL winning multiple championships, being able to, you know, being able, being on that football team, being a main contributor for that football team, one of the greatest football players of all time, the Hail Mary. There are certain guys that you just put in to the hall. Drew Pearson is one. And worse yet, they sh- they had his reaction. I'm not going to play it for you. It's one of the saddest fucking things ever. But it's like, they showed him, his family. Actually, I will. <laughs> I'm like, I-, I want you to have the full context. I'm like, yep, oh, nope, I will. I will do it. Hold on. Let me find it. I'm like, I don't want to show it because it's, it's, it's really, really sad. But I'm like, you, to understand my frustration, you have to hear Drew Pearson. Here, let me, let me pull it up. Here it is. Here's what I was looking at yesterday. Hold on, I'm watching. I gotta, I gotta watch an ad. I gotta watch a stinking ad first. They're trying to sell me some turbo tax shit. Why, why are you trying to sell me some damn turbos tax? I like how I do my taxes. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Drew Pearson at his home with his family. Hold on, let me unmute him. Drew Pearson home family. He got snubbed. I'm just disappointed. I just can't believe it. By the way, by the way, it's it's gonna sound really really loudly in your left ear. I it, it's not my it's not me. It's the video. It's Dallas. It's the Dallas Fort Fort Worth CBS. It's not my fault. Oh my god. They won't get me again. They won't get me again. They won't get me like this again. This is the last one. This is the last time. They're not going to screw me again. That's that's as much as I'm gonna play. But yeah, he got he got 100 robbed by the NFL. Once I I don't and and he he went he went on a podcast and he was like, you know, I think the reason why I got snubbed was because of all of the Dallas Cowboys that were inducted that year. I think it was like two three. How many? I don't have the. Oh yeah, I do. How many Dallas Cowboys was it? Excuse me. So, they got to update this fucking website. This fucking website sucks. Fucking ball sack. Holy shit. Let me, let me check the, the class of 20. Okay, so it's... Oh, my God. They, they just, oh, my God. I don't... Uh, anyways. 
they had the centennial class, right? So they had they had um, all these all these guys that were getting in. They had Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, you know, some other guys that were in the class as well. I I I, I can't believe they they didn't put they didn't think to put in one of the best wide receivers of all time in in, in Drew Pearson. And how many how many Dallas Cowboys were there? So there was Jimmy Johnson, obviously. That was inducted. I'm not I'm not even being like facetious. I'm I this is literally what he said on a podcast. He's like, I think it's because of all the Dallas Cowboys that not that it's not the Dallas Cowboys that are in the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame. It's the Dallas Cowboys that got into the Hall of Fame this year. So let me so obviously you're gonna have Jimmy Johnson, right? You're gonna have Jimmy Johnson. Then, let me, gosh, let me try and find it. So that's Baltimore Colts. He played for Dallas one year. He's not a Dallas Cowboy. Got Cliff Harris. I think that's it. Cliff Harris, Jimmy Johnson. Cleveland Browns. Chicago Bears. Oh, so literally only two Dallas Cowboys. Eh, I think he's wrong on that. Because there's like three Bears. There's one guy, I mean, there's one guy that, that played from 1922 to 1931. He was a tackle. You're going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think three times. Detroit once, Baltimore Colts. Da, 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 da. Cliff Harris. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I think Dallas did have the most. They had two Cowboys, right? Pittsburgh had two players as well. He's not wrong. It's it's not as many people as you think, but he's not wrong on saying that he thinks that Dallas got, like, Dallas had a lot of Hall of Famers in the Hall of Fame, or they not had a Hall of, uh, not had a lot of Hall of Famers, but this year when it came to inductions, it's like, Dallas is tied for the most, I think. They had, uh, besides the Bears, the Bears, I think they have two guys. They had Ed, Ed Sprinkle. Ed Sprinkle. And I think the left tackle for the 85 uh, for the eighty five Bears. Again, no idea how he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. You know, 85 Bears. I mean, only Super Bowl in Bears history, but, you know. Jim Covert. I think that's it. Yep, that's it. But yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. Two Cowboys, two Bears. But I, 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 I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. I got a problem with it. I don't like it. I don't like that he got snubbed, and um, he may never get into the hall. He, he, he really may not. I, I got I got a fucking issue with that man. How did they classify Drew Pearson? Hmm. Drew Pearson. Oh, so they're trying to just sell me some shit now. <sighs> I, 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 I hate how the Hall of Fame does that that thing, the induction. They don't tell the players. They don't tell the coaches. They don't tell anyone. 
if they're being inducted in the Hall of Fame or not. Here's the thing. Here's like seriously, don't ever do that ever again. Like they should never ever 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 because everybody. The thing is, it's a snub. Make no mistake, it is 100% a snub. But the thing that bothers me more is that it was it was one of the biggest snubs. That like the, how how do you not know that this is going to upset him, right? Like, at least give him the courtesy of a phone call. Say, hey, you know what? Hey, you know, like, sorry, Drew, but this year you didn't get in. So at least you don't have him literally sitting in front of the TV waiting for his name to be called and his name doesn't get called. And, like, it, he, it's in front of his family. It's in front of his friends. It's broadcasted. It's freaking heartbreaking. Why would you do that to him? Why? Like, that just... I get it. It's great television. Oh my God. It's great television. It's great TV. Woo. We made money off of, off of Drew Pearson's reaction. I get that shit, but it's like, it, it makes you look really, really fucking shitty when all, when you're like, Oh my God, we care about the players and what their accomplishments to the league. And then you show them having that react and you don't even fucking tell them before everybody else knows that to me irks me more than anything else in this league. When it comes to the hall of fame, it's just more it, it, people getting snubbed and then having their reactions be broadcasts on broadcasted on national television. It's just, like, I, I have no problem. Like, everybody was like, oh my god, Tara Owens should go to the Hall of Fame. Tara Owens should go to the Hall of Fame. He should go and he should give his speech. He shouldn't go to Tus- Tuscaloosa, Alabama to give his Hall I'm like, why the hell not? They snubbed him for two years! He literally, like... Like, literally what happened to Drew Pearson and T.O., as much as people want to give him flack, he's one of the best wide receivers of all time. Period. End of story. And it was obvious that they were snubbing him. And people were like, that's bullshit. Elect him into the Hall of Fame. You're, the, the Hall of Fame is getting more discredited by Drew Pearson, by every year that Drew Pearson is not in the Hall of Fame. Period. End of story. But... I have no issue for players skipping out on their Hall of Fame speech and going to their alma mater and saying their speeches. And why the hell shouldn't they? If you're getting offended, good. It's your fault. NFL, Hall of Fame. Oh my God, we shouldn't have elected Terrell Owens into the Hall of Fame. His numbers are some of the best numbers of all time when it comes to his position. We shouldn't elect him into the Hall of Fame. That's why you people, that's why the media people shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame voting. That is exactly why. Because all of you can't even get it right. You have way more leeway this year. You have the modern era finalists. And then you have the centennial slate finalists. Drew Pearson, I'm not even kidding about this. This isn't facetious. This isn't hyperbole. He may never get into the Hall of Fame after this year. This was, his, this was one of his biggest shots. He's done. I'm done. I'm done with the Hall of Fame. I'm done. I'm done with the Hall of Fame. I think it's a joke. I think it's an award ceremony. I fucking hate award ceremonies. Sitting through three hours just to let... And I love the players. I love what they've done for this league, for 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 the sport. I love the... This isn't a shot to the players. This is a shot to the people who get to elect the players into the Hall of Fame. Because some of these people have never done anything for the sport of football. Period. End of story. I haven't done a... I shouldn't be on the Hall of Fame voting committee. Because I haven't done anything for the sport of football. But none, none of these guys have either. Most of these guys have, especially in the media. I don't want to hear it. I'm done with these award ceremonies. I'm done with these awards. Drew Pearson, it fucking sucks because he missed literally the highest accomplishment you can get in the NFL. But he's a fucking Hall of Famer to me. He's one of the best football players the Dallas Cowboys have ever had. 
it's ridiculous that one of the, the, the original 88 can't get a fucking break and get into the Hall of Fame. That's a joke to me. How do you not put Drew Pearson into the Hall of Fame? How? 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 I looked it up last night. Tony Dorsett was in the Hall of uh, got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1994. Roger Staubach probably a little bit before that. But how do you not put Drew Pearson into the Hall of Fame in all like like think about it like this. He he's probably waiting and waiting and wait. He's like after I retire, it's like I'm obviously a Hall of Famer. Then he retires, then he doesn't get in. And then he's like, "Well, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to wait a couple more years." Then he doesn't get in. And then this year he's like, "I'm going to be a part of the Centennial class." Then he doesn't get in. Like, how do you not put in Drew Pearson? That's what, that is what irks me the most about this whole, about this whole BS. I, I freaking despise this. I, I, oh my God. I, I, I got a problem. I got a problem with this, man. This, this to me, this irks me. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't anger me. It just, fucking hell, man. It just fucking just. Fuck. I I wish he got into the hall. I wish he got into the hall. But I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to hold my breath for, uh, hold on. Sorry. <clears throat> I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on, on these motherfuckers that run the league, that run the, um, that run, uh, that run the league and shit like that. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking done. Anyways, off of the, uh, off of the fucking, um, what is it? Fuck. What's that fucking talking about? I'll save Jason Garrett for a little bit later. Actually, I want to talk about the, uh, not the NFL. The UFC. Again, going back to the UFC. So, Apparently, Al Michaels, during UFC 246, the the last UFC event, apparently, he was at the stadium. He was at the uh, the event, U, uh, UFC two, uh, 246. And Dana White, and I should have had this pulled up, but I do not have this pulled up for some weird reason. Do I have it? Here we go. So, Dana White was talking about this to the media. He was talking about how, you know... Um, what the fuck just happened? I got it. I, I mean, I got a fucking ad. That's what I'm like. I got an ad. That's what happened. But Dana was talking about this to a news reporter. And I think it's very, very important to hear what Dana White had to say about this. Hold on. Let me try and find it. Hold on. Hold on.
Uh, I'm going to have to fast forward through this. I'm going to have to try and, and you know, I'll just say it pretty much what Dana White was saying. The, the reporter asked Dana, what do you think of, of, uh, what was it? Of the UFC going to the Oakland Raiders arena, right? And having the Khabib Nur, uh, Madoff and Conor McGregor rematch. What do you think of that, Dana? In October when, when a Raider stadium is built. And I couldn't find it. Like, I, I don't want to spend way too much time on this. But Dana said that, like, you know, I could have it at, like, that fight could be sold anywhere. Like, that fight could be sold at Madison Square Garden. That fight could be sold at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, which, trust me, trust me when I say this. When it comes to NFL stadiums, there is no other stadium. Because I don't think the UFC has had an event in a, in a, in a, in a football stadium ever. When it comes to stadiums, are they going to pick the Oakland Raiders stadium or are they going to pick AT&T in Dallas? Cuz I bet I can bet I would I would bet a large ungodly sum of money that they would rather have it in Dallas at that 100,000 100,000 uh, not the foot but 100,000 seat stadium than in the Oakland Raiders stadium in Las Vegas. And they love Vegas, but it's like what's what's the money if you want to make a money fight, you put in the money seats. We're not talking just about pay-per-view. We're talking about attendance. There's going to be millions of millions of people in Dallas watching it. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people in that stadium watching that. You want to have it in Vegas? Fine, you have it in Vegas. But Dana White, he knows that this stadium, he doesn't have to go to the stadium. How many? How, how many? Uh, how many? How, how many people does it see the new Raider Stadium? A bad typer. 65,000 seats. Expandable to 72,000. A retractable natural turf field. Like, no. Like, like Dallas can fit almost 50,000 more than that. How, many, how much does AT&T Stadium? It's like 100,000. What's the money fight? Excuse me. The main seating is eighty thousand. So even though the the main seating is eighty thousand, so let's you know let's just scratch off that that a hundred thousand. So the main seating is eighty thousand. All right, fine. You still have twenty more thousand seats in AT and T than you do have in the Raider Stadium. Why would you put that fight in Vegas when you could have it in Dallas? The first UFC event held in a Dallas, not in Dallas. Excuse me, held in a. Uh, held in a football arena because they have had boxing fights. They've had had concerts. Taylor Swift, she performed there at the AT&T Stadium. She had a concert there. Like, a lot of events go on in AT&T Stadium. It's like, well, does Dana want to take a shot and a risk with a stadium? Because he's probably thinking about it. He's probably sitting back and he's starting to say to himself, well, hold on a minute. Wait a minute now. Do I want to take a risk with a stadium that is still being built or do I want to have one of the best football venues in America right now to have the Connor versus Khabib fight? Mm. A proven stadium over a lackluster stadium over a lacking stadium when it comes to provenness. Cause trust me, no, no one's having events at Washington. Nobody wants to go to Washington, the Washington team, 
uh, event stadium or the stadium, excuse me, and have a concert there. Nobody wants to go there and have a concert. Nobody wants to play there. People do, but that's because it's a large venue, but nobody wants to go there and play there. It sucks. It's one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. Everybody loves going to Dallas. Everybody loves going to Dallas. Everybody loves going to the Staples Center. There are certain stadiums that have legacies, that have events, that have all of that stuff. Everybody loves going to Madison Square Garden, which was another venue that that Dana mentioned, by the way. Madison Square Garden, Staples Center. It's like, hmm. L.A., New York, big markets. Vegas is a Vegas is a big market for fighting, but it's like, Having in New York, you can get some of the Irish. You can get some of the Russians. I don't know where Khabib is. I know he's from one of the surrounding countries that surrounds Russia. Do I want to go to L.A.? L.A.? A lot of celebrities. You can have it in Staples Center. You got options if you're Dana. You got options if you're the UFC. You don't have to go to the Raiders Stadium. I'm like, I don't think they'll go to the Raiders Stadium. I think... They'll either they'll probably go to Dallas before they'll go to Raider Stadium, and I think that's one of the reasons why the UF, not the UFC, the NFL built that stadium for events just like the UFC. I think that's why Mark Davis was there just for events like the UFC to say, "Hey, here I am. I'm I, I'm available. I'm here. You know, come and pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I I just got this rate. I got this big nice stadium for you guys." And Dana's like, "We'll pass. We'll pass. We'll pass." We're fine. We're cool. You know, we built this business. We're fine. Moving my camera. The glass is hot. I'm going to snuff it out. Jesus Christ, that glass got hot. I don't have like one of those Bic lighters, you know, the, the long lighters with like the rod. I don't have one of those, so I have to, like, light it with one of those hand lighters that, you know, you have to, like, you freaking, you know what I mean. It's like the ones that you see in the movies where people light cigarettes with. And let me tell you something, it is so dangerous. I almost get seared and burned every single time I try and light that damn candle. But it smells so good, it's worth it. Anyways, going back to, um, going back to Dana White and football and stuff like that. The UFC, they don't, they don't need, they don't need. The NFL. They don't need the stadiums. They have plenty of venues that they can select. Venues in Vegas. It's like, and, and then on top of that, here's the thing. You don't survive in Vegas without Vegas accepting you. If the NFL doesn't get accepted, and I think the NFL, I, I mean, there's there's that age-old saying, you know, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. But I kind, I, I think what the NFL is doing is, like, you're, you're going to step on some toes. You're going to step on... You're, you're, you're going to put some business into the city, obviously, and, and everybody loves business in Vegas, but I don't know. I have this, I have this sinking feeling that the people in Vegas, I, 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 I don't think that they're going to, that they're going to love this move for the NFL. Like every, I, I played a lot of, I talked about this in length in one of my other podcast videos, but I think that what's going to happen to the Oakland Raiders stadium in Vegas is they don't have any star power going into Vegas. So why would I watch the Las Vegas uh, Raiders? Uh, Oh oh my God, for their stadium. Ooh, for the stadium. Yeah. Right. But it's like, why would I watch that team? They don't have any good players. Um, Yeah, they don't, they don't. They traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Antonio Brown was a travesty. He still is. 
Le'Veon Bell, they didn't get him. They have Josh Jacobs. He's a pretty good running back. And, um... They gotta get somebody, man. They gotta get. They gotta get some. They gotta do something this off season, or else this Vegas move is gonna be one of the worst moves that the Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm already starting to call them the Vegas Raiders. I, I should just call them the Vegas Raiders, or the Vegas Faux Raiders, or something. I don't know. But the stupid Raiders, uh, they're. I, I I I don't think this is gonna work. I don't I don't think this is gonna work. Give it a couple of years. They'll probably be back in Oakland. We'll see. Anyways. Something interesting that came across my uh, my feed a couple of days ago. Apparently the referee from the Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl. The NFC Championship game against the Rams versus the Saints. Apparently he's going to be refereeing the Super Bowl. Why? You know, when you steal something, your parents discipline you. They sit you down. They say, little Tommy, little 24, that's unacceptable. 24, you can't steal something. Then 24 says, I gotcha. All right. But then your parents say, you know what? No TV for a week because you stole something or for a month or for, they, they discipline you. The NFL, they're like the, they're like the drunkard parent that's let, that, that lets their kid. I'm watching Shameless. I'm watching, I'm watching a lot of Shameless, right? Literally, the NFL is like Frank on Shameless. Like, they just they just have no responsibility. They blame it on everybody else. They're like, you know what? It's the player's fault. It's the player's fault for complaining. They find the players. They, they, they get rid of the coaches. They don't get rid of the coaches. They play favorites. Nothing that the NFL may, does as an organization when it comes to the actual sport of football makes sense when, uh, when it comes to some of the decision-making that they've done for the past, like, five to six years. The Des Bryant catch that was ruled not a catch, somebody should have gotten on the phone and said, you tell those damn officials on the football field right now that that was a catch, you pick up that flag, you swallow it, and you shove it down their throats. I don't give a damn if I have to fly out from New York City right here, right now, to... That was my phone. Sorry. Right here, right now, to get to make sure that this game goes correct. Because what, what we're going to do is we're going to piss off the largest fan base in all of football. That's the worst thing that you can do. Everybody likes to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. But when the Dallas Cowboys are winning, the NFL wins. It's like Conor McGregor. When he's winning, the UFC is winning. That's why he came down to Dallas and saw us beat up on Jacksonville. Because he wanted to see a real team play against a real, uh, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. But, you know, like... We're the money fight. The da- Everybody loves to shit on the Dallas Cowboys. We are the money fight. If you want to make money, if it makes dollars, you involve the Cowboys. It's just that simple. So when you piss off the largest fan base, guess what? We're not watching the Super Bowl. And your ratings suck because of that. Imagine a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. The network that would be lucky enough to see the Dallas Cowboys compete in the Super Bowl. Whew. Probably some of the best ratings ever, ever, ever for the NFL. Probably one of the best Super Bowls ever. But all all of it could be ruined. All of it could be for naught if you don't fix these damn NFL officials. Just fix them. Just get rid of all of them if you have to. Hell, I'm starting to consider. I'm starting to consider that man. That some of these guys are horrible, terrible even. 
including the referee, that how the frick do you not throw your damn flag? He's already, we already know he doesn't throw flags on illegal contact. So you know what people are going to do? You know what some of the teams are going to do? They're going to say, hey, 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 you know what? Guys, they push off all the time. You know, just be aware. You know, if, if it looks like our guys freaking collide with guys who are wide open for a first down, probably a touchdown pass, guys that, you know, guys that are just, you know, they're just wide open, you know, they push off all the time. Just don't throw the flag. And if you throw the flag, make sure you call it offensive pass interference. Right. So I'm already, I'm, I'm preparing myself. Maybe not you, but I'm preparing myself for something to go wrong in the Super Bowl and for the results to be skewed. I promise you that I'm going to stop watching the Super Bowl after that. I will literally say, hey, stop, stop, stop. I'm done. I'm out. I'm turning off my television. I, I don't care who wins this game because I don't give a damn. It's rigged. I'm literally going to turn off my television. I'm going to say, nope, not watching it. I'm going to sleep. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Moving on to the final topic that we got today. One of the final topics. Actually, let me... Uh, no, I'll, I'll save it for just a, a little bit later. Save my predictions for the games a little bit later. Anyways, Jason Garrett moving on to the New York Football Giants. What a surprise, right? I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I called it, but I think he didn't get interviewed. It was Joe Judge. I was like, I, I, I don't care about Joe Judge. But... Interestingly enough, it wasn't Joe Judge that hired Jason Garrett. It was the Mara family. Oh, what a surprise. Another ownership hires a guy that's unqualified. Listen, Jason Garrett hasn't been an OC for almost 10 years. And during that 10-year span, his offenses have really, really gone up and down. Why would you hire him as an offensive coordinator? I guess people are like, why? I mean, we could get a guy that's been an uh, that's been a head coach and he's had been had a, a lot of experience and he he mentored Dak Prescott and blah blah blah. Dak Prescott mentored Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is is an adult. He doesn't he doesn't need like I I cannot believe people are are, are like in the same breath are going to say, well, he mentioned he men- mentored Dak Prescott, but then in that same breath they're going to be like, well, Dak Prescott he's not a top ten quarterback. He's not elite. All right. Okay. Okay. So Jason Garrett, he is the OC as uh, uh, of the Giants, excuse me, the offensive coordinator. What do I think of the move? If you're a Giants fan, this is going to fucking suck. This is going to fucking suck. I can already see it coming. Jason Garrett, promoted as the head coach, as the in- interim head coach of the Joe, uh, not of the Joe Judge, excuse me, New York football Giants after the firing of Joe Judge because his team sucks. It's probably what's going to happen. And then you're going to be stuck with Jason Garrett for another. This this could probably be a five, six, seven, eight year process where you have Jason Garrett as as the head coach of the New York Football Giants, and I have no idea why. I I, I would put I, I've seen people come out and say like Jason Witten is going to be the guy that's going to coach the Dallas Cowboys and not Mike McCarthy. But I'm like, what information are you going off of that suggests any of that? I have legitimate information that Jason Garrett can and will be the head coach of the New York Football Giants. If Joe Judge gets fired in the next couple of years. Want to know what that information is? Exactly what Jerry Jones did 
10 years ago almost to the day with Jason Garrett where he hired him as the head coach as the interim head coach and then he promoted him full-time to the head coach some people are going to say well that's different ownership 24 you got to come with some better examples don't worry I got some better examples the Mar family has essentially become the Jerry Jones family the Jones family keeping up with the Joneses should now be called keeping up with the John Mars or whatever the hell their name is because that family has become absolutely dysfunctional when it comes to this football team there has not been so many top five draft picks there, there hasn't been, I think they're going to enter their third year in a row where they're going to have consecutive first round, high first round draft picks in the top five of the selecting process, right? The last time after this three year span, the last time that happened was when they drafted Eli Manning. That's how bad the New York Giants are. So when I look at the Giants now, I'm like, you Giants, you need to figure some of this shit out right now. Figure it out. Because you guys suck. You guys need another Strahan, another to- Lawrence. You guys need somebody because the NFC is about to be run by the damn Dallas Cowboys. Let me put it to you like let me let me put it in in, in terminology that everybody can understand. The NFC is about is about to become overran by a bunch of Cowboys. Just that simple. Not the damn Eagles, not the damn Giants. Giants have been acting like a like a bunch of, can't say that word anymore, like a bunch of little people for the last couple of years. Not to mention how god-awful Washington has been. Washington actually looks like one of the best teams in the division, by the way, because they got, they're going to probably get Chase. I would be surprised if they don't get Chase Young. They don't get Chase Young, I'm going to I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I kid you not. They, if they don't get, who, who selects third in the NFL? If they don't get Chase Young, if they don't get Chase Young, oh my gosh. I, I, I would not, who who selects? Who selects? Who selects? It's loading. I'm gonna go on ESPN right now. Hold on. ESPN is taking forever to load a simple web page. I hate ESPN. Oh my god. I hate ESPN's website because of just how complicated their website is. It take it took me like less than a second for me to load a freaking mock draft from uh from freaking USA Today. It, it, I couldn't even load an ESPN website page and it wasn't my internet this time and usually it is. It's because of how freaking complex... Like, Detroit could probably get Chase Young. They would probably love to have Chase Young. At three, if Washington skips on him. And then the Giants. Oh my God. If you let Chase Young go to the Giants. Holy shit. Holy shit. Because they'll pick him. They got the quarterback. They got the running back. Anyways, what else do I got besides Jason Garrett? I would not put it past Washington to skip on Chase Young, but we'll see. I, I listen. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, this is like Christmas literally came early because I I can't believe how freaking easy it will be to absolutely ice this team next year. If uh, if they, if and when we come to Dallas, or if and when they come to Dallas, excuse me, and if and when we go to uh, to the freaking what what what's that team called? The Giants. Oh my god, I'm absolutely losing my mind. Jesus Christ. I cannot believe that the Giants not the, yeah, I mean the Giants, they hired him. I can't believe it. 
But, you know, that's the NFL. They do a whole lot of stupid shit. A whole lot of stupid shit. All right. Finally, we're gonna. I'm gonna give my predictions. I'm gonna upload this podcast. I'm gonna do some some stuff, some typing stuff. Then I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna get back in. I'm gonna record the next podcast, and then we'll be, and then we'll we'll see what happens. All right. By the way, I know that apparently Derrick Henry or something like that they scored a freaking touchdown, or I don't know, appeared in my feed. Oh wait, I can't look it up. I can't look up the scores because the game is going on. Anyways, so Kansas City versus uh, Titans. Really, Kansas City. I picked against the Titans for the third for the third straight week in a row, and I pray to God I am not wrong for the third straight week week in a row. Because if I'm wrong, the Tennessee Titans beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God, it's going to be one of the worst Super Bowls to watch. Is everybody happy that Tom Brady isn't in the in the Super Bowl? If if the Tennessee Titans go to the Super Bowl this year, I, I don't I don't want to hear that this is gonna be a boring Super Bowl because everybody and their mother was complaining about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots not being in the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Are you happy now? You may have two of the worst quarterbacks in the league playing in the damn Super Bowl. Are you happy now? Because I'm not. I'm pretty freaking sad. I wanted Lamar against Mahomes. Now I got Tannehill versus, technically it's Derrick Henry versus uh, Mahomes. Excuse me. Jesus Christ. I'm sick and tired of, I'm sick, I'm sick and tired of seeing Tennessee. I'm sick and tired of seeing Tennessee. I don't want to see Tennessee anymore. Get him out of Dallas. Get him out of, get him out of Kansas City. They're not in Dallas. They're not playing against that. Get him out of, get him out. Ah! Just get him out. Anyways, finally, Green Bay versus 49ers. I'm taking, it came to me. I didn't want to say it because I don't like either one of these teams as quarterbacks. I think, I wish Russell Wilson was in the suit, was, was playing in the NFC Championship game. But I, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers today over that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Woo, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a 5,000-yard season. And it, oh, wait, did I say that? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, what? He doesn't have a 5,000-yard season on his resume? What? Drew Brees has, like, five? What? Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I don't think he has five. I think he has, like, three or four. Does he have five? He may actually have five. Let me let me make sure. Let me, let me, I, I want to give Drew Brees his just. He has 77 yards, 77,000 yards. He, ha- he got one, two, three, four. Five, yeah, I was right. He almost had another five thousand. He almost has six. Yeah, so Drew Brees has five, and uh, and and Aaron Rodgers only has zero, right? But he's a bad man. He's one of the best NFL quarterbacks. Of how does how do people get him, let him get him away with this? How? I know what would happen if it, I mean, good, goodness gracious, it, everybody would be like, oh my god, 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 Aaron Rodgers, he's the best quarterback of all time. He's way better than Tom Brady. He has five five five. He has five five thousand yard seasons in his career. Drew Brees has five five thousand yards in his entire career, and no, and he gets no credit. I can't believe he has five five thousand yards in his entire season, in his entire career. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers, in his bad man self, can't even get one. Oh my gosh. Well, he doesn't have any support. He doesn't have an offensive lineman. He doesn't have a defense. I thought he was a great quarterback. I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 
I thought he throws the prettiest football we've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen a quarterback throw a pretty football. Oh my God, I've never. He looked okay. To be honest with you, he could have lost against Seattle. Really, he could have. I have to play against. If it was any other quarterback, I would be like, I, I would feel so confident about this pick. If it was against Dallas, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys are winning this football game. I don't care if you guys beat us earlier this season. You ain't winning us again, beating, beating us again this year. But it's not against Dallas. It's against the freaking, who are they? The 49ers. With Jimmy Garoppolo. Ugh, man, I'm, I'm not excited about watching the 5 o'clock game. I'm very excited about watching the, the uh, what's it called? The most recent football game, Kansas City versus the Tennessee Titans. Today, we'll be casting that podcast uh, in, in a couple of minutes. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic day. Frick, let me promote my podcast. What am I doing? What am I saying? Anyways, uh, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire interwebs. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Spotify, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. I apologize for my absence for the last couple of days. But until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. We're gonna...